Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're in Colorado, or in Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in sweet Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Make what's the tally? Three to one, me. Thursday night time machine. I wish I could go in a time machine and make different picks the first month. The stakes are going to be a return trip to Waffle House for you. Yeah. Or a maiden voyage for me. It's so easy though. Like, so I'm not even worried about it next time pulling up. I don't know. There's a fair bit of complaining. Watching all the Gremlins movies. What was it? 14 waffles? Planet Earths. 10 yeah, hours? I'm not going to eat at all. 24 hours. Okay. I'm done eating waffles for life. I'm going to go uh, Rams. Hmm. 28 24. Wow. So nearly exactly what I said you would do. Well, I mean, for fuck's sake, most people on earth probably think this is a field goal game. Except for you. So one of two things will happen. And I've thought about this game a lot. Either the Seahawks are going to win the game outright. Mm -hmm. Or they get blown out. Or the Rams will win the game is oh god dude okay so what's your pick is the bottom line rams 31 seahawks 19 fuck dude that that puts me in a bad position because there's nothing worse than kind like a rooting for a team a little bit so now the only way that uh i make myself whole here touchdown or less for the rams yeah the only way i make myself whole here is betting the rams alternate line with great odds like Rams minus 10 or something and get paid out. Eight's a push, is that right? Eight's a push. Should we do uh, whoever's closer to the total is the tiebreaker on a push? I don't know. If yeah, we... I believe so. I think that's probably good. Okay. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Bad news for you guys. Russell Wilson is 4-0 and at home on Thursday <clears throat> nights. Hey, Reed, I talked about that. I said, I said the Seahawks might win the football game. It's the first time for everything. <laughs> Make I'm all baseballed out in a good way. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Schaumburg, Illinois. Hello. Talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. There's a Legoland nearby. Mm. We're northwest of Chicago. What is a Legoland? Like a big, like a you walk in, there's big Lego blocks or just a ton of actual Legos? Candidly, I have no idea. Okay. I uh I've got the one kid young. Yeah. You know, 
Choking hazard. No Legos right now. No Legos right, right. now. Yeah. I actually, when um, when we build a Lego, Waylon and I, just to add to this little, I get really bummed out when he plays with the Lego. We took a lot of time to build that thing. Like, just put it on a shelf, man. The car, to, like, the car's not supposed to go. We took three hours assembling this motherfucker. And then does it break apart as yeah. he plays with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then he comes to me like, hey, Dada, I'm like... So you're supposed to just build one I Lego thing I, and then cannot, put it on a shelf? I cannot unfuck the Lego, dude. Do you take a picture of it at least? Yeah, I take a picture of it. We, that's a good idea. You know what? Good idea. Great idea by you. Polaroid Lego scrapbook. Yes. Experiential, but also keepsake, materialistic. I'm doing it. Maybe turn it into a wallpaper at yep. some point. Yep. Boom. You got it. Dope. Layup line today. Well, the Flyers, the Flyers are trying to figure out what what um, what song they're they're gonna play when they score goals up there in South Philly. It's a big decision. It is a big decision. I'm kind of feel like they they kind of came upon it haphazardly because the three finalists are awful song number one, <laughs> uh, Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. <laughs> I didn't even know. I've heard this song before. I thought I, I thought it was an old song, but it I guess. Is. It is. Okay. It certainly is. Beer by Real Big Fish. The lyrics are, you want to read these? <laughs> you want to read these lyrics? Look. Oh, 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 Give me the phone. Give me the phone. That's that's what the lyrics are, dude. But I think it's more like... Oh, 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 oh. And here's the bad news. It might be the best one. <laughs> out okay. Of the three. <laughs> so I went This Girl by the Kungs in, in a in a nail biter over Tarzan Boy by, by Baltimore. So we, yeah, those are the two in play. The one in the middle. What's the one in the middle? Beer by Real Big Fish. No chance, dude. Yeah. No mm. chance. Put that like the Bruins should have that one. If they didn't have uh, that Sailor Peg fucking train wreck of a song playing after anything they do dirty water what is that dirty water the dropkick murphy's yeah yeah dude you I like dirty yeah, oh my I god do. i really do i don't know it's a toss-up for me i hate this because I, I wanted to have a take on this i slept on it i don't have one i feel like i'm failing you guys um, maybe i'm afraid to, to have a take fuck it i'll go tarzan boy here's the problem with tarzan boy the stadium's not always going to be packed you give me like a game seven you're picking tarzan boy every time like, can you imagine panning around, you know, that stadium with people going nuts? You score a go-ahead goal in the third period of, like, you know, the finals and Tarzan boys playing. It would be kind of lit, but I feel like it might be lit no matter what you play in that situation. You also want to annoy the opposing fans who have traveled to your arena. Like, you score seven goals in a game, which happens you now You've got to hear Tarzan boy yeah. seven times. So in that way, it's good. Yes, dude. This girl is like a little too like I could see this being played at any arena and it's a great song but I could see it playing anywhere. I thought up a few. Yeah. Outside these 3. Okay. How about Give Me That Nut by Easy E? Of NWA fame. Not bad. Okay, hold on a second. Praise You by Fatboy Slim. That would annoy the hell out of some people. Yeah, that would annoy the shit out of me. But also, like, 
the puck goes in that piano yeah no sneaky no good it, it's sneaky good chumbawamba tub thumper yeah tub, tub chumbawamba would be the one Does anybody use Chumbawamba right now? No. They should. That's always been a weird one. I think the song is Tub Thumping, and I think the album is Tub Thumper, or maybe the reverse. Yeah, Chumbawamba is the band. Tub Thumping is the song, and Tub Thumper is the album. That's (laughs) (laughs) Somebody tell me what a Tub Thumper is. I'm afraid I don't want to know. How about Jump For My Love by the Pointer Sisters, made famous by Hugh Grant in the movie Love Actually? Nice. My dad is good friends with uh, the husband of Ruth Pointer. Wow. Yeah, Mike Sales. Moving on up. Theme song to the Jeffersons. Yeah, we're, we're getting colder. Lion sleeps tonight. Weem awake would really annoy some people. Okay. I fought the law. I should have stopped it. Give me that nut. Probably. Okay. <laughs> good luck to the Flyers. <laughs> and here's Tarzan Boy. Housekeeping today. You got a bit of housekeeping. A lot of housekeeping. Our friend. And NBA news. Yeah. For immediate release, the Milwaukee Bucks have named Dave Kane the team's radio play-by-play announcer. Kane comes to the Bucks from the University of Virginia, where he served as the play-by-play radio voice for the men's basketball and football team since 2008, as well as director of broadcasting. In 2019, Kane broadcast Virginia's NCAA Men's Basketball Championship, and in 2020 was named Virginia Broadcaster of the Year by the National Sports Media Association. So our buddy's going to the big leagues. Dave is one of my very best friends. And when we are old and gray, he will remain one of my very best friends, I'm sure of it, no matter where we are physically. I am uh, so proud of him for not only getting this gig, but taking this gig. He had created a great setup at UVA and had turned down other opportunities in the past, but decided now was the time for a new adventure, and I couldn't be more excited for him. I was 21 years old when he got to UVA, and I went into his office, called him Mr. Kane. (laughs) Which just sounds ridiculous. And I asked if I could be his spotter and stack guy, and several years later, I now refer to him as the Baby Bear, among many other flattering nicknames. And I thank God that we found ourselves in the same place at the same time, because we packed a lifetime worth of memories into 13 seasons in the booth calling UVA games. Dave's a pro, consummate pro, Chris, with a big-time voice, and he produces a hell of a broadcast. But what I will miss most is crying, laughing with this guy, tears shooting out of our eyes, usually on drives home from Tobacco Road, punch drunk after five or six or seven very immersive hours. Figuratively punch. In a booth, figuratively punch drunk when our when our brains were fried. The person in your life with whom you laugh the hardest, that's Dave for me. And it's almost difficult to have a good friend move away in your 30s and 40s than when you're a kid because at this point we know who we are and who we want to surround ourselves with. And uh, I'm, I'm going to miss my friend a great deal. He's a loyal and devoted friend and I've been lucky to have him in my life. And I still will, just from about a thousand miles away. But congratulations to Dave. Uh, moving on to call games for the Milwaukee Bucks, a great honor. 
And if you're just tuning in, Dave didn't die. He's not going away for good. He's coming back. Macon loves Dave, dude. Dave and Macon are tight. They they made some magic together. And I used to love hearing the stories. Like it's, I kind of was jealous of the stories. Like you guys just got to go a lot of cool places and watch some ball and be there. Like in the thick of it. Like after the national championship, when we met on the court, after Virginia won the whole thing a couple years ago against Texas Tech. Danny Amendola, you still owe me uh, a, a tattoo. A tattoo. Yeah, it was just like you guys got to be there, not just like us with a bunch of fans around us, like not really soaking it in. Like you guys are on the court, court level. You're so tuned in, you're so cued in, and it just seemed like an incredible ride. Uh, I have to wonder if this is like when two old people are like, uh, I don't want to go on anymore without the other. Well, the elephant in the room is that this is your fault. Okay. That, because one was, of one I wanted of, to throw you the oop there. Yeah, one of my extracurriculars had had to be taken away with with other pressures on my time. And so uh it was the radio gig. Yeah. So I leave, I retire yeah. after game one. Dave doesn't last a month yeah. without me. So it's uh it's it's you didn't break up with me. I broke up with you, and okay. and and now we're now we're both gone. Well, he's going. He's uh he's moving on up, and so congratulations, Dave. He put his arm around me when I was crying, walking out of the United Center. You know, UVA sports me more to me than anyone else in the world. Did he give you his coat? And uh and and cold? and he was there when I was crying after the the Natty title. It's just yeah. sports are a beautiful thing. But the one you really are taking the Jimmy V thing to the extreme. The dude. one story he didn't though, say two good cries a day. Chris is a, a rookie in the NFL, and it's a bye week. And he says, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to jump on my old college plane <laughs> with Coach Grow and yeah. the fellas uh-huh. and ride down to Miami Gardens, That's right. et cetera." And it was a noon kick, and you and I and the fellas go to live the night before. Mm-hmm. So I was not <laughs> ready for that at all. <laughs> like uh, Dave actually was was walking in with us and had shorts on and got turned away. So it was like, hey, have a good one, pal. And we run into Liv. Rihanna's there. It's a good scene. Yeah, not near us though. The wife alert. She wasn't near us. <laughs> I I, uh, <laughs> I got back to the team hotel about six in the A. Yeah. On the bus about ten in the A. And I get into the booth and I look up at Dave and Dave just starts laughing uncontrollably. And I'm like, what's going on? He goes. You have, I didn't have time to take a shower. Yeah. He goes, you have glitter all over your face. <laughs> I was like, buddy, blame C. Long. You it, only live once. We were at live. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet is, uh, is, is shooting you a look if he's listening in his car. Kirk, I think, goes on two hours sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private planes, though, and, okay. and, and the such. But I'm, I'm looking at. You're the proletariat. You know, we know how NBA schedules yeah. are wild, yeah. but not until your friend's about to be mm-hmm. in it do you realize how you're you're really in a suitcase for eight months out of the year. And here's the thing, Dave. I don't want to be weird about the whole like get Giannis on our pod thing. Like I don't want oh. I don't want to be weird about it. So like good idea. You know, just putting it out there. I won't follow up for a while because I know you're busy. Dante Divincenzo, no, thank you. <laughs> what? No, we want Dante Divincenzo. Okay, we'll take Dante Divincenzo. <laughs> Until Giannis is ready. Okay. Hey, baseball, dude. I love, dude. Let me just say this. I watched the the Phillies in my periphery a lot this year. Like, hey, dinner's on. Like, let me see what they're doing. I, I'm loosely kind of following the team. 
maybe 25, 30 times I have the TV on and the Phillies are on. But I'm not really watching the game that close, dude. Last night, okay, I bet the Cardinals. I bet them on the money line. I bet them uh, plus one and a half runs. And I bet them, um, I bet the over. What it was like seven or seven and a half runs or something, which it was pretty apparent that that wasn't happening. But I really enjoyed my viewing experience. I was glued to the TV much more than I am during a football game, even. And I actually almost prefer watching a baseball playoff game to a regular season football game, at least. You know the meme where you're you have the exit off the interstate and you turn at the last second. Yeah, there was a good one. The two billboards. The one going straight is eight hours of sleep. And getting off the exit was two baseball teams I don't care about at oh, all. Oh, totally. <laughs> hey, man. We're watching. Dude, I was up so late for, for that game, and, and I was literally stress eating. I broke number one rule of Fight Club, which is don't get stoned in the kitchen. Mm. Broke the, the rule. I was watching on my tiny TV kitchen. I have a huge TV in the other room, you know, above the fireplace. Sorry, people out there that have this weird hatred for tvs above fireplaces but i always watch the little one in the kitchen i don't know if you do that at home i watch the kitchen tv i want to crowd around that motherfucker and i just had a full meal i was so stressed about the cardinals man and i was really stressed because first off we can talk about the way it ends but the guy who was bailed out is one of the guys i respect the most in st louis sports history and that's yadier molina he was bailed out because not only did they steal on him earlier in the game but bellinger had a great jump Mm-hmm. The second time, the ball just slips out of his hands and puts, um, I guess, Bellinger again on second with a chance to score the winning run, but we know how it ended. Chris Taylor, two-run dong, um, former Wahoo. Yeah, dude. How about that? Once a Wahoo, always a Wahoo. <laughs> how about the Wahoo burying me? So, <laughs> all right, and I texted you this. I put $7.41 on a Red Sox cardinals money line parlay yeah socks win a night ago and uh two nights ago and the cardinals get to get to one one in the ninth it's looking good the dodgers are tight all night long cards defense looks great you mentioned the two yachty plays edmund made a great play in the second inning but i'm feeling good and then i see chris taylor walk up to bat and i'm like i'm not gonna have Chris Taylor cost me my $7.41 with with the chance to win 50 bucks. That's ridiculous. So I cash out, win bet, win bet app. It's awesome. A lot of fun. (laughs) That's so ridiculous. I don't have a problem at all. And I cash out at $21.06, making about 14 bucks, which is, you know, about five espressos. (laughs) And then Chris Taylor goes yard. It was the best gambling experience to date. That was incredible when you texted me that because when that happened, I sat there just shocked at the kitchen table. I woke the dog up, who, by the way, is eating his own shit these days. Huh. Is that a thing that labs do sometimes? Not mine. Okay, well, we've got a problem up the hill, okay? (laughs) But anyways, I'm just sitting there in shock, and all I can think to myself is like, making that motherfucker. He (laughs) really hit on this parlay. He's sitting there jumping around. I'm going to have to hear, like, and I was really rooting for you. I wanted us both to be excited. Same garage. But the only thing I thought was, like, maybe misery loves company and there'll be a situation like that. But you ended up finding a way to win, like, a dollar or what was it? Yeah, about 14 bucks. Yeah. You, 14 from bucks. From the cash out. You, uh, you texted me right away. 
Cardinals plus 1.5, Cardinals money line. And I didn't even give you the courtesy, I'm so sorry, text. No, you didn't. You I went right in with the I cashed out. <laughs> I'm up 14 bucks. <laughs> Screenshot. From twelve twenty three AM Eastern and the and the homer was hit a couple minutes later. But it was crazy because Yachty is still playing. Wayneho's still playing. Like those guys, like Wainwright was a star in St. Louis. And I used to listen to uh Morning Drive, Randy Carricker, Fastlane. Long would have been a good value in the second round. That's, morning drive, you know. That's funny. Uh <laughs> no, Randy's a friend of mine. So I'm listening to Randy, I'm listening to DeMarco. And they would talk about Wainwright every day for like eight to 10 years. I was listening to Cardinals news. And the fact is that that feels like two lifetimes ago. And to watch him pitching on the mound right now is surreal. Like at 40 years old in that spot and still playing at a high level, they said he had like the longest um, average time on the mound of any starter, like one of the top five. And he's 40 years old. So not just him. Not just Wayno, but also like Pujols out there in the bottom of the ninth, right? Yeah, pinch hitting. Bottom of the ninth, pinch hitting. You're like, this is how it's supposed to end for the Cardinals. Like, no chance it doesn't end this way. And he hit the ball right on the fucking screws. Got pretty it was good like a wood. 380 foot line drive. I guess he's probably the, the most unhappy Dodger this morning because, gotta be honest, like that was supposed to be you, not our guy, Chris Taylor. But he is moving on. Dodgers are moving on. Yeah. By the way, winning 100 and however many six games and have it come down to a ninth inning. Right. I mean, one unfair, two V entertaining. I mean, we watched we watched every pitch. I took for to be fair, I took a nap between innings like four through six. Yeah, I I, I had two kids to deal with, not just one sleeping uh, baby, well, so you, I was kind of busy. You uh, uh Soto get Soto those, those kids to bed yeah. a little earlier. Soto in the stadium. Yeah, uh, that was like Wearing I've never seen. And I was like, "Is this guy the biggest tryhard of all time?" <laughs> and I'm really glad Wearing I his didn't own jersey tweet something <laughs> because I looked online and everybody was really excited about this. They were wearing the Scherzer and it's Trey a, Turner. Yeah, it's a bromance, yep. right? Um, so former Nats. That was pretty surreal. It was it was way cooler than when LeBron went to watch Chris Paul. It just I don't know for whatever reason it works in baseball. All right, mate. Here it is. All the teams remaining. In the big dance, the uh, the MLB likability index. Oh, bring it on! Yep. Uh, let's go last first. I mean, Strohs. Strohs. Easy. They're, yeah, they're the least likable of the of any of these teams. Although I want to like them so much, they have a big train going around the outfield. Like how yeah, you have a train going around the outfield and you still manage. To have people hate you. It makes no sense. Astros are last. Cheaters never win, except for the, the Astros. Then I'm going to go Brewers second to last because of spending a lot of years in St. Louis. I just kind of absorbed their hatred for uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Okay, we'll go one for one and then no take backs because I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, with that's that nice fine. logo. That's fine. But okay, yeah. they're off the board. I'm taking the Rays as uh, third to last. Oh, I forgot about the Rays. Fuck that Times New Roman logo that looked like it. Like <laughs> we just we just made it on one of our iPhone apps. That's right. Okay, take away another. Okay. Uh, golly, I'll go Boston. I mean, uh, and, okay. Um, San Francisco Giants. I'm taking off the board. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> that that place is awesome. I'm not saying it's not awesome. Oh, I'm just telling you that you would. There's a lot to like there. I saw a game there. They yeah. hit the ball in the drink. It was nighttime. It was cold. 
It's beautiful. L.A., Atlanta, Chicago. Ugh. Is your guy Yerman on the roster? <laughs> I'm not even sure. He's on my shirt though right now on my T-shirt. I got my I got him on my T-shirt and I don't. I, he's back, dude. He got, he came back from his hiatus. He was just taking a little vacation. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I guess I'll go Atlanta. Cross them off next. Okay. Just their Phillies rivals, but it's hard to hate that beautiful script logo and the whole nostalgia from the 90s they were really good but didn't win a lot of like championships so you kind of still feel for them and i'm gonna take the the shy socks off the board so is la really our most likable chavez ravine i mean they're up there i we're splitting hairs here the socks and justin and the turner Dodgers. talk about splitting hairs yeah it's, uh yeah a bit of a rough scene up there yeah no question he's really got to go the bosley well, but he still has the flow coming down, and yes. then he's wearing like a... <laughs> but when you take the hat off. Um, Good for him, though. Yeah. Own it. Yep. Okay, LA Dodgers win our likability index for the remaining, the teams left remaining in the MLB playoffs. I don't know if I would have predicted that, but I... I don't know that I would have either. Hey, really clean unis. Yeah. Cool ballpark. Gorgeous. Chris Taylor's a wahoo. Kirk Gibson limping. Finn Scully talking. Tommy Lasorda being Tommy Lasorda he was this God rest his soul he was the same age for like 30 years and he's on the on the sleeve now uh Nomo Hideo, Hideo Nomo. Nomo Liar Liar the movie you probably haven't seen it but oh, I've seen it Jim old. Carrey he uh he can't lie yeah <laughs> is the premise yeah yeah LA Dodgers oh Benny the Jet for fuck's sake oh yeah dude they really are really likable. Yeah. We didn't even think about being Dodgers fans. No. <laughs> that would have been fun right doing? about now. Oh. Hey, I told you about the uh the money line parlay in a weak moment. Yeah. I gambled on preseason hockey two nights ago. Oh, for real. And I didn't even know it was the preseason. But with ten minutes left to go, the Vegas Golden Knights led the Colorado Avalanche six to three. And I saw Avalanche plus three and a half. And I'm like, well, it's six to three. There's not going to be any more They're goal be calling scoring. calling off the dogs. You're calling off the Knights. Yeah. We're just going to, you know, play hockey between the blue lines or red line, some sort of line. And uh, so I made a, a really sound wager. I put down 25 chickens to win 11. And uh, final score, luckily, was seven to four. There were two more goals scored. But I uh, I hit the plus three and a half. So again, I don't have a problem. That was a real thrill thrill ride on like a what night was this? It's a lot of fun. That would have been a, a Monday or Tuesday. A Monday night preseason hockey. Eleven bucks. That's that's another three. You're espressos. supposed to have like a fifth of rail vodka next to you making a bet like that. You're a real estate agent. Instead, I had some almond shortbreads. <laughs> but hey, win bet app. It's very confusing. Couldn't uh, couldn't recommend it more. Hey, do you want to give out our uh, our Stanley Cup winners while we're here? Sure, I'd love to. Oh, wow. The Avs are the favorite? The odds on favorite? I didn't know that. And the Knights are third? I was gambling on a couple of couple of winners there in the preseason. What are the odds on the uh, the Blues there? Looks like they're like going to have to scroll, scroll down a, bit. a little. Great. Ooh. Plus 4,000 right where we want to be. How many teams below them? Several. A good, good bit. Several. Several teams. The Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> Canucks. <laughs> okay, here's your here's your Stanley Cup final. It's going to be uh, Boston Bruins and the Vegas Golden Knights. 
Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, if the Blues don't make the the Stanley Cup, nice. Then the uh, I'm thinking the Golden Knights do as well because I have a a sweater from them from the owner. He sent it, typed out a whole note, typed it out, put a quote. Oh, it's an original pick. Notarized. <laughs> um, I think they'll beat the Hurricanes. Okay. One of the least watched Stanley <laughs> Cup finals of all time. If the Knights don't, it's going to be Blues Hurricanes. Okay. Yeah. That's hockey. Yeah. What if the Islanders had to play the, the Hurricanes? The Hurricanes have to win that matchup. Well, but what if it's an island that is... Oh, I don't mean like the Caribbean. I mean like just an island and a hurricane. Who wins that? Okay. What about an avalanche? And pretty much anybody, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what about an avalanche and some flames? I mean, Ooh, who you got there? Golly, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I'm going to say the avalanche wins. Honestly, Over that, flames. Yeah, that's a great way to stop forest fires. Avalanche them. Bury that's a, them. That's a good Take thought. away the oxygen. My dad was a firefighter in a movie. Take away the oxygen, you stomp out the flames. Okay, sharks and oh. devils. Because you got the sharks. Yeah, 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 but you also have the devils. Then you have some devils on the <laughs> other side. I'm going sharks. Devil's not real, man. Okay. Yeah. Panthers. Yeah. Coyotes. Oh, panthers. Easy, dude. Okay. You know how small a coyote is? Like a dog? You could beat a coyote up. No. Beat like, it up? Yeah. Like get it to go away? Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Wouldn't even one. have to call Brad. <laughs> okay. Um, wild, which open for interpretation. Yeah. Wild against lightning. So you've got some lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightning wins, dude. Nothing's ever stopped lightning. Over, over wild. Like the wild might not even care about lightning. Like we're the wild. <laughs> it might not, but if it hits, you know, a member of the wild, which could be like uh, whatever animal that is on their jersey animals going down lightning wins stars mm-hmm. or kings stars over kings yeah. i love kings yeah but kings can't exist without stars dude what are stars stars they're oh like in the sky yeah dude i was thinking of like mary hart from no. uh entertainment tonight hello yeah what's up Okay, is it my is it the twelve foot skeleton? Is it there? Okay, love you. Hey, by the way, yeah. Remember, I told you about that skeleton I lost at the Bluegrass Festival. Is the family skeleton? Yes. Um, I brought a our family skeleton to the Bluegrass Festival that I went to a few back. So, anyways, I I decided to right my wrong. This was the family skeleton. And who doesn't have a family skeleton? I mean, <laughs> well, I couldn't be without Meg, ours. Meg wasn't like piss-pissed, but she was kind of like, you took our family skeleton to, like, the kids like that. It's Mr. Bones. It has a name and everything. And I took it to a bluegrass festival and forgot him. <laughs> and the, like, he was supposed to sit in the campsite, kind of, like, bring the vibes. Instead, he brought pain to my family. So I got on Amazon one night and bought a 12-foot-tall skeleton. So is that going to be believable for the children? Well, that that that's the issue. I mean, none of it should be believable, but look at this fucking thing. <laughs> Describe it to the people. And I love that on this graphic, they show it next to a, a silhouette of a five-foot man. 
Yeah, so it looks like uh, the skeleton you're you're picturing in your mind, except that it has um, like bright blue fake eyes, and it's and it's twelve feet. It's tall. It's kind of fucking scary. Once I zoomed in on it, I was like, I, I totally get why my lovely wife wants me to return it. So here's the problem: it's a twelve foot skeleton. You can't exactly just like slap a return postage on that thing. Like I'm gonna tell the guy, I'm gonna give the guy a hundred bucks when he pulls up with the skeleton and say, "Can you bring it back?" And see what he does. Hey, you know what you do? What? If you don't want to pay for postage. What do you do? Wherever you want to send your, your letter. Yeah. Put it as the return address. Okay? That's, okay. I'm starting to pick up what you're putting put, down. Put a fake address as the main address. Yeah. Put where you want to send it as the return address. Yeah. And they're going to send it back to that address for free. Doesn't that work? Matt? The federal crime. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> just giving out mail fraud tips <laughs> mail and wire fraud mail fraud and wire fraud are federal crimes in the United States that involve mailing or electronically transmitting something associated with fraud well, what if it's jurisdiction is claimed by the federal government federal government federal government six semper tyrannis don't tread on me baby what up? Don't, Pre- don't tread on me I want to do some mail fraud do guys with the yellow license plates just do a bunch of mail fraud? <laughs> You're a b- if you pay postage. So Kingston said he saw a Prius with a don't tread on me license plate, and that is paradoxical. You know what? I respect that person. They're not living in a box. Okay? Like a predator or an oiler? <laughs> a predator, dude. Okay, all right. Guy's just, okay. guy right. just churning oil over there on one of his, like, you know... Because this is an Is that what a, you, you churn oil? Yeah, like with a, one like of those butter? big with one of those big oil churners, dude. They got the big drills, the big drills, the 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 in the desert you see them, they're incredible. In the 90s when I lived in California in the early 90s, we used to drive through the desert going various places and I see these big oil drills. They were really but the guy standing out there is paying attention to the drill, not the fucking cougar behind him. Right. Okay. The predators win. Okay, fair enough. What about the the Buffalo Predators or the Nashville Predators? That's a you joke. Because you mix oh, up yeah, the, yeah, the logos. Yeah, I always logos. mix them up. I yeah. always, but it is a good question because I'm thinking like definitely the Predators from Nashville win because there are actual like mountain lions there. Yeah, I'm going to say a mountain lion fucks up a wolf even if a wolf wanders into Buffalo. Okay, fair. On to Stanford Steve. All right, Steve's with us. Uh, hey, Steve, how was it last Friday at the turtle shell? <laughs> <laughs> i was at a chris um, stapleton concert you know i, I didn't yeah oh yeah we were traded texts i appreciate you guys checking in that was very thoughtful you, you guys didn't re- you didn't respond to my text i said hey you having fun it was like 37 to a lot no there less. was a word you put in there respectfully asking are you having fun yeah and it was <laughs> I, I got no response i had i had a blast um I mean, the weather was incredible. The tailgates around the construction on campus were were pretty good. <laughs> Iowa showed out. Um, you know, they had ice, and uh, we were good. Um, I was pretty darn impressive. Um, football's an easy game when you give the other team the ball seven times. And I'm so thankful they did because uh, I, I could barely stand to see Maryland win that game in a big spot. Yeah. I just couldn't. Um, hey, I'll give you this hint. Maryland's one of them, but Virginia also 
uh, is one of the only teams uh, in the Power Five conferences uh, that have not had a game day. I read a tweet this week, and actually Virginia's the only one with a winning record since game day uh, since started. Game day started out of these teams. So can you guess a few? I'll tell you there are about eight. eight. Yeah. Power Five? Power Five. Power Five. They're three in the ACC currently. They did Wake Forest last year to start the year against Clemson. I heard that That's was accurate. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a cigarette factory over there. <laughs> hey, you want some, and, and you, then you there's guys, another one. You guys want some furniture? <laughs> there's another one. Far. Yeah. Oh, man. Have they been to Syracuse? No. Nope. Have they been to NC State? Yes. Yeah. And that surprised me. I don't remember that. It was probably when we were lads. Probably like a Chuck Amato, Chuck the Chest. Chuck Amato. Yeah. Oh, bench press Chuck. I don't know that. That's a but... blast for the past, dude. Yeah. I love, I love me some Chuck Amato. Philip Rivers days would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, that's a very good guess. There was a river showdown yeah. one year that was just epic, like 100 points. ACC is Duke, Cuse, and Virginia. Duke. There's one okay. in the Big 12. Basketball power. Kansas. There you go. One in the Pac-12. I want to say they've been to Corvallis. They have. They've been to Tucson. That's right. Berkeley. You got it. Look too, at you. Too, too much reefer smoke. Too many No hippies. doubt. That Lee Corso dump. would be getting a contact high out there. I don't want to send them to Maryland, though. Like, Lee could get crushed by a falling, burning dumpster. You know, like, <laughs> he, you know what I mean? Like, protect that man. That man should not set foot in, in College Park there. Lee would sit down on a couch... Wouldn't realize it already been burned through. He'd, burned he'd through. fall like, right through it. Let's, not, let's take care of Lee Corso. He's a legend. Let's not send him to College Park ever. Send him to Charlottesville. We'll take care of him. Or Champaign, Illinois. Oh, yeah. They haven't had it. Or East have Piscataway. They been, have they been to Piscataway? I was going to say yeah. Piscataway. Yeah. Nope. Well, Those are the ones. <laughs> Devin McCourty would hate that I'm saying this, but uh, <laughs> I insist that Piscataway is a dump. I've never been there, but I just it has to be. You guys keep saying Piscataway. Is it not East Piscataway? It's just Piscataway? I don't care what side just of Piscataway, say Piscataway it is. I don't need to be yeah. in Piscataway, bro. That's one place I'm comfortable alienating. <laughs> I'm never driving through Piscataway. Tell Devin McCourty, too. Um, all right, so, Steve. Yeah. Who really gets the USC job? I was saying, if I'm USC... Why are you thinking this is like a soft landing for him? Why, Why are you anybody? How is it a soft landing? Who wants him? Who wants him? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand yeah. why there's this foregone conclusion that if he wants that job, he can have it. Because if I'm USC, I'm saying like, this is college. You got to actually like be able to hold players accountable. And there's more of a family atmosphere and that sort of thing. Like, this is the head of the family, dude. And I'm not but, talking yeah. about the, the video. I'm talking about the repeated pattern of just no accountability. I'm, I'm with you. I think he's in like a Hugh Freeze realm. Like he's got to go all the way back. <laughs> Hugh Freeze. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Up, up in, the, I, in the suite. The with, way that, the way that people are now in the vapor trail of lies, like yeah. he's got to go to, to like a Liberty Lynchburg, right? Yeah. Liberty Cox. My fantasy team. Yeah, he should. He probably, Urban Meyer is going to be the next Liberty Flames coach. Well, right, because Hughes won again. Yeah. So now he'll get the whatever job. Miami? Yeah. Miami. Interesting. That'll be open in, okay. in two months. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it should be open now. 
Hugh Freeze to Miami, Urban Meyer to Liberty. <laughs> the carousel begins. Luke Fickle to USC. I like uh, our guy, Matt Campbell. I like Matt Campbell anywhere, but I think, can you imagine if, if you yeah. bring a little bit of uh, competency to uh, SC? Again, the, the college football misses that. Yes, no doubt. I thought Reese Davis made a great point of, of calling the first call he would make would be Matt Rule to see how much he likes the NFL. And then that would be, that would be the guy, like that guy's real deal. Yeah. Um, and that I, I, I really, uh, trust Reese with that stuff. I, I, and I believe in when he says that, like that's, he knows these guys way better than I do. Right. Um, but that, that would be my first call. No doubt. Would it change anything if they got better? Do you think the PAC 12 could swing back their way in a big way? Like we're talking to Jeff Schwartz a week or two ago. Well, it sounded like they've kind of fallen out of it completely. Recruiting. And that's what I said. Don't you think the conference has to be in on this? Right. Like, they like they, you know, whatever kind of board you have, like you got to have somebody from from the conference. Like you're the you're the face of the conference, right? You know, like it's it, it's never been better than when you were atop of it. I would think they would have a say in who gets the who gets the job at the at the biggest name of the of the conference. Another uh, team that's like you know, we grew up watching Texas USC, like one of the most iconic games. I'm not saying they've fallen as far as USC, or maybe they have, but they've been a dog in this Red River showdown for 13 years straight. Like, one, where is Texas right now to you as as a program? I know we talked about them with your buddy and everything. And then two, what do you see happening in this game? Well, you mentioned, you know, Chris, I look at it the other way. You mentioned how many times they've been an underdog. They've covered seven of the last nine. Yeah, from so a that's what, standpoint, that's what sticks out to me. Them. Yeah, um, I, I think they're kind of in flux and I don't want to say house money, um, but, you know, Sark's got the roster. You know, you talk to people that were on the staff last year at Texas. They thought maybe nine wins was the, was the ceiling uh, with the roster that they had. And now you bring in Sark with his, his offensive mindset. We've already seen him make some moves. You know, they got housed at Arkansas after he named a true freshman quarterback the starter. He goes back to the veteran, and they've played their best football the last couple of weeks. They absolutely have a – Heisman Trophy candidate and B. John Robinson. The kid's a stud. Um, it's really cool because Sark's like starting to put him out on the slot and he wears number five. And it really looks like Reggie Bush out there when uh, Lane and Sark were calling plays at USC. Um, so they got that going for him. I, I, I think it's it's on the uptick. I, I, I am a Sark fan. I, I like the guy a lot. I really tr- um, trust in what he's doing. He's learned from his mistakes. Yeah. He'll be the first person to tell you that. Um, and now, you know, it comes down to recruiting, man. Uh, that's all it is. You have everybody and their mother coming into Texas to take them away. We know, look at Ohio state's roster. Look at the guys they, they've had the top receiver in Texas. I believe the last five years Oh wow! and now, and now they have the best wide receiving group in the country. So go figure, right. um, you know, so it, it comes down to that. And I think Sark's youth and, 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 and excitement level, uh, is going to help on that front because you need players. Um, you know, somebody a long time ago brought up something that I thought was really, really interesting when it comes to recruiting offensive linemen in the state of Texas. And they, they, they just mentioned the idea of by the time a, a kid is an offensive lineman is a senior in Texas, there's a good chance that kid's burnt out and maxed out seeing oh, how wow, early yeah. they start playing football. Um, and you know, the four-year programs that they have down there. And I, I don't want to say that was the downfall of max thing, but I think they got dependent on that. And the guys that they got 
You know, they were four and five stars. And, you know, the coaches always get blamed for, you know, not developing guys. Well, some guys, those guys, sometimes those guys are tapped out, man. Yeah. You know, they're, they're at their potential when they get there and their ceiling is their ceiling when they get there. So it's a fine line, but you know, there's no patience anymore. No matter where you go, people are going to want you out. Um, you know, you look at coach O at LSU national title two years ago, you know, make what you want of the COVID year last year, but he loses a home game to Auburn last week's first time. Auburn's won at LSU since 99 and now his seat is supposedly as hot as anybody's is in the conference. Really? Oh yeah. But you look at LSU's schedule, it's pretty daunting. I don't know if they're going to win another SEC game. Uh they're a dog at Kentucky who's undefeated this week, so the the pressure's on at LSU and um It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So with the showdown, as we're calling it. Uh, Homicides are way down since we eliminated shootout from the name of this rivalry. <laughs> I mean, we people can Red it. River <laughs> rivalry. Well, 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 I got some news for there's you. There's some branding issues here. I, I, like, okay. I, I like Red River rivalry the most, Triple R. just hard to say a couple times no, in a row. No, just Triple R. I'm going down to the Triple R. It sounds like a wrestling event, but it's the Red <laughs> River rivalry. Hey, uh. Steve, run yeah. run offense, run defense, right? Um, yes. That's the matchup here. What yes. do you like? I like the defense. I think Oklahoma, I mean, we've heard enough about it. Um, here's the de- other de- – I will take Oklahoma's defense way more than I'll take Texas's defense. Uh, Texas has shown some holes, and that goes back to the roster, I believe, when you, when you talk about taking over a program and, and seeing where the holes are. Texas's defense is not good. They got mashed. When they went to Arkansas, uh, they got, you know, a little winded, I would say, last week in Fort Worth and held on for a win. Right. And and Oklahoma comes in on the other way. You know, everybody wants to see 60 points because it's Lincoln Riley calling plays and they have Rattler. I'm, I'm not really a Rattler guy, but I think he's pretty he's, – he's still talented. I was talking about the next level. Yeah. Um, but he's still talented in that system. Both their running backs are still average at five yards of carry. So I think there's some group work that's, that hasn't been you know worked on. It goes back to what our conversation was early in the year, Chris. If you're going to run zone scheme on offense in the offensive line, you need reps. Yes. And with only nine, nine padded practices in the preseason, I feel like you're still seeing offensive lines find their groove. And I think Oklahoma went off and got a monkey off their back last week uh, and, and won at Kansas State. It was a team that beat them two years in a row. Uh, people look at the score. They only won by six. They've only beaten their best four uh, opponents by one score, but they, you know, Kansas state returned a kickoff late in that game. Um, I think it was just a go get a win and get out of there. Knowing you got Texas on deck. I like the way Oklahoma comes into this game and it has to do with their defense compared to Texas's defense. How about in this hangover game? Who do you like Arkansas or Ole Miss? I don't know who you'd rather like have to deal with the, the week after you played Bama. I feel like you're very sore as a team and same thing now with Georgia. Yeah. It's a, it's a predicament that you, you both those teams, I don't think, saw them in getting just put away like they did last week. You know, Ole Miss, it comes down to the fourth downs. Arkansas, Black Punt makes it 21 nothing against Georgia. That game's over. Uh, Georgia's playing with their backup quarterback. You know, Arkansas is going to play with three down guys and dare you to run the ball, and Georgia did that. I don't think Ole Miss is going to do that because that's what Alabama did last week. They played too high. They played a couple guys down, and Ole Miss just wouldn't run the ball. And when you look at, you know, when it comes down to that, you, you, you know, you keep getting yourself in fourth downs. What happens if you take the run on first down, you know, you know, do you have a more manageable situation on right. third down? So you're not going forward on fourth down all the time. So I think it's a, uh, it's a, um, it's a, it's a matchup of differences. 
here because Arkansas is going to want to run the football and, and keep Ole Miss's offense off the field. Ole Miss quarterback Corral, who's you know, keeps really good, fl- flying up the uh flying up the, the the quarterback rankings. He threw six picks against Arkansas last year. Bro, his fucking arm six. is his release is like fast. I mean, yeah. I, he's really impressive. I know up the six picks and all that, but he's somebody I had no idea was any good. And he'll probably play on Sunday, right? I mean, that's what. Oh yeah. We're oh yeah. Right. He's yeah. He's flying. Yeah. Flying up the rankings. Um. So it's kind of a. I, you know, you want defense, you take Arkansas plus the points. You like offense, you give the points and take Lane Kiffin. I like Ole Miss. All right, I think, I think, a, I think a faster team bounces back quicker. Okay, uh, you know, I, I I would take Ole Miss there, but that's just a, a theoretical thing with me after two really physical weeks. Um, I think the energy that Lane Kiffin brings in the building every day is probably going to get those guys over the hump. A lot of popcorn in the building now, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Everybody sent them popcorn this week. Okay. Penn State. They're, giving, they're actually giving away free popcorn to the first 5,000 fans at Hemingway Stadium this week. Wow. The troll is incredible. You can um, get a lot better free stuff outside at the Grove than going in and getting free popcorn. I'll just say that. Penn State, Iowa, and by the way, Iowa is going to be my college lock this week. Oh, mine too. Sorry. Mine too. Yeah, well, I, I gave him out. I don't think also. we can have the same lock, dude. Okay. Last I'm week I relented. Yeah. Chris uh, was first. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Franklin has struggled on the road against uh, top ten teams. Reed hit me with this this factoid: zero and nine, and only one hasn't been a blowout. So I'm just feeling like, even though Iowa got all those breaks last week and probably yeah. were overvaluing them as a result. I still just like them. Uh, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you can give me a reason why Penn state wins this game. Oh, um, I do love Penn state's wide receivers. Jahad Dotson is, is, is a serious talent. He's just one of those guys that makes in and out of cuts look so easy. Uh, their new offensive coordinator. This is Clifford, the quarterback's third offensive coordinator in three years for Penn state. Um, the biggest thing with Penn state is they haven't turned the ball over. Um, I think it's one turnover in their last three games. They're still plus six on the year. So when you look at the wins they've gotten against Auburn and Wisconsin, that's been, that's been the, the difference maker. Um, but I, it's really hard. I was defense seeing them for real. Uh, we talked about Arkansas, just daring you to run the ball. I was way more balanced and it, they just have this sense. Cause like you watch them come off the sideline, they don't get flustered at anything. And then when you watch them on the field, it's like, all right, we're going to be in our assignments. Yeah. And we're going to wait for you to fuck it up. Yep. That, that that's it. And we're going to, we're going to swarm the ball when you throw it. And we're going to, they do a great job of open field tackling. Probably the best I've seen uh, this in, so far this year, the most pressure I think on any, on any, any unit in, a, in, a, in, in these games this week is the Penn state offense. Right. They have to score to win. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to be able to Georgia, Auburn. I mean, like Auburn, Georgia, I like, uh, isn't that funny? You can only say it one way. Georgia, Auburn, Auburn, Georgia. I can say it either way. It sounds much better. Auburn, Georgia for me, because that's also how it goes uh, from city state, uh, uh-huh. Auburn, Georgia, Georgia, best defense since who? Mm. I was thinking like the Bama teams, LSU's defense, even though they lost the national title when I met you in, in 2012 in, in New yeah. Orleans. You, you, in like the rematch. Much, you like them on defense as much as this Georgia team. I liked LSU's secondary way better, and I like this Georgia D-line way better. Who can you see um, scoring on this Georgia team, like remaining? Because, I mean, like even in the playoff, are they going to have to win any shootouts? Like they've already... 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, you have to have wide receivers that can win on the outside. And that's one thing Auburn does not have. Yeah, dude. Um, and you have to have a defense to to keep yourselves in it because that's the that's the one question I have uh with Georgia is is their offense. I know JT Daniels is hurt. I don't know how when he's gonna be back. So they they're ultra conservative now with with Bennett uh, at quarterback, yeah. and they can be because their defense is that good. Yeah. Um I, I think. I mean, their defense has scored a bunch. I mean, defensive special teams, they might have scored in every game. Um, so it's it's tough. Auburn's coming off a huge win, I mentioned, you know, against LSU. I do like Auburn's approach with the new hire at Harson. It just feels like things are more buttoned up and, and organized. And, you know, Gus Malzahn had success at, at Auburn. Nobody beat him. Nobody beat Saban more than he did. And But it was kind of a chaotic style. I sort of like this. Um, approach for Auburn because it is more buttoned up. There seems like a focus um, on their offensive game plan every week where, where there's changes made, but you know, it it sucks because I think you still have to stay committed to the run against Georgia. Just, I mean, you have to take three yards and, and keep yourself because when you try and do things, you just create huge negative plays and then you, then you're out of it. Yeah. Um, And the turnovers happen. It's, it's how stubborn Auburn will be offensively on their game plan and what their defense can they, I like, I like Auburn's talent on defense. They, they showed up and, and made adjustments last week uh, in LSU as they went down double digits early. Um, but this is a huge rivalry game too. I mean, a lot of people around the country might not know that, but um, there's plenty of Georgia guys on the Auburn roster um, that don't like Georgia. Yeah. I've heard um, they don't like each other. I don't, I don't know if that matters here. I, um, if I had to do it, I would probably lay the points with Georgia, just knowing what I, I'm getting with that defense. Me too. Me too. I mean, they haven't failed me in a calendar week. So, um, <laughs> Bama, Texas A&M. Uh, it, my big question <sighs> about this, we know who wins this game, but is this going to be the tightest ball game Bama has to play until the playoff, or are those two showdowns no. late going to be tighter? No, I think actually Mississippi State's playing the best in the SEC West besides okay. Bama. Um yeah. And I think Bama has to go there. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be a totally different predicament as they play that air raid system. Cowbells. Um, but I, Jimbo's never lost three in a row. Um, but that sure looks like that's going to come to an end this week. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you talk to people down there and they really didn't care who was going to be the quarterback. They, they love the roster and all the four and five stars. You know, nobody promotes their recruits more than A&M. And they thought they were going to be fine because of the talent they had around the quarterback. And then the kid Haynes King goes down with the injury and then Calzada comes in and he's just not looked good. Hasn't looked comfortable. Took a safety trying to scramble last week in the fourth quarter, just stuff you don't want to see. So it's it. I mean, CBS made this the, the eight o'clock CB uh, Saturday night game before the season. That's kind of blown up in their face with seeing A&M lose um, two games in a row. So uh, I, I think Bama learned a lot about themselves when they went to Gainesville and got that win. Uh, I, I, they're still a young team, you know, would it, would have, would a quarterback that's making what his fifth start, sixth start. Uh, so yeah, it's almost I, like, I, do you bank on a bad game here? I mean, is he already it, had his like really bad game? Uh, I think they just got conservative at Gainesville. Yeah. I think that, you know, Nick knew they had the lead and they, I think he was just playing against the clock there to get, to get out of there. Um, and now you see what they've done. Um, you know, they just wore Ole Miss out. I mean, Ole Miss, I mean, every, everything that could have go wrong went went wrong for Ole Miss last week, all the fourth downs. And then Bama just mashes them because 
Ole Miss still doesn't have the guys up front on defense. A&M's got guys on defense. I don't know how motivated they're going to be. Uh, they might have started looking, you know, at some uh, mock drafts and see where they're going uh, in that. So um, I'm interested to see what kind of A&M team shows up. You know, yell practices tonight with yeah. the with the with the guys in, in College Station. So that'll get them fired up. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, the yell practice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, really, really cute. <laughs> that was just cool. Coughlin Award watch list, Steve. For those Ooh. unaware, each week a badass college football player gets added by Steve to the Coughlin Award watch list based solely on Steve's proprietary criteria. Very secretive, uh, what he's got going on over there. Who is added this week? And they, these are guys that don't, that the, are the not going to win the Heisman division. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to go with Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. Uh, right. He's been awesome this year. Uh, I believe he had the he had a catch on the first play of Georgia's season this year, which is crazy to me. A tight end uh, from Napa, California, playing in Athens, Georgia. Uh, nice number nineteen. Got some nice nice looking arms catching the rock. <laughs> oh, got a couple of jacked. Yeah, he, he is, is man. I'm telling you, he's a baller. Uh, He's 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 got a couple jet sweeps for touchdowns. Uh, he's got a he's got a lot of yak this year. He's not a um, big I, guy, is he? Uh, he's six, big enough, six, man. Six four two thirty, and he can move. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he, yeah he's he's not an inline guy. But no, he, no, no, no. He's he's out on the. We edge. I was gonna say, are we putting like an inline guy on the on the on the watch list here <laughs> for for our guy Brock? Uh, unfortunately, keeps dot com slash green light. That's K E E P S com slash green light. The hairs on his head. They're not long for his head. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know. I know. Hey, I wow. was there at that age. It's bad hair. It's bad follicle karma for you, dude. Uh, no, I'm trying They're to gonna start falling out quicker. Do you think, do you think Brock wears a hat as much as Macon does? Ha! Ah, it's a great question. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> if we're out at a bar, if like my lovely wife takes his hat off to fuck with him, he gets really upset. Yeah, that's what, people yeah are, that's what people who are losing their hair do. They get upset <laughs> when their hair is exposed. <laughs> All right, so I got my my lock. My lock's Iowa. Um, okay. Make, who's your lock? Mine was Iowa. Uh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> and now it's going to be the very well-coached. <laughs> was Iowa. West Virginia Mountaineers, underdog, on the road, Ooh. at Baylor. Love Neil Brown. Give me, give me, give me West Virginia... Outright, I, I probably get no no extra credit for that on this here show, but give me West Virginia. No, you just get the street cred, man. Steve? Wow, that's a surprising pick right there. You are a Neil Brown believer, huh? I am. Very much All so. Right. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take Nebraska at home, under the lights, Memorial Stadium, uh, as an underdog against Michigan, who has been awesome this year. I just feel like it catches up. Uh, a little bit here with Michigan. I think uh, Nebraska keeps it closer than the three and a half they're getting. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. And it might be the bear too. But are you or the bear on Nebraska every single week this year? No, 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 no. He gave him out week one and he's still bitter. Okay. And then we jump back on him against Michigan State. They've been pretty good. They've covered every game since that uh, Illinois loss. Um, and I, I just look at the situation here where they really, really need a win. There's been some... Uh, back and forth with Harbaugh and Frost from when Frost was at UCF. Uh, and then I believe Harbaugh introduced Frost to 
Nebraska in his first conference game, putting up a 50 burger on him. Mm. So there's a, there's an opportunity here for Nebraska that I think they pounce on and, and play well and, and cover the number. All right, Steve, the pros, man. Uh, what do you think of this slate? What, what's the, the, we were just talking about a stinky line in, in, in Cincy, but you know, the, uh, the jungle is a tougher place to play these days. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think of that game there? I mean, it's just crazy when you step back and you say Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow are going head to head less than a year after Joe Burrow's leg practically exploded. Yeah. And they're three point dogs, essentially. I look at what Cincinnati's done and, and people will always, you know, who's the next coach to be fired. And I think Zach Taylor was a, at the top of that list, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, but I look what they did in the off season. I, I, I kind of like it a lot. Um, they spent their money on defense and free agency and they, and they drafted offense. Yeah. Uh, you know, they bring in Henderson, they bring in uh, Hilton from, uh, the Steelers to play nickel. I mean, that those are moves I, I think that are winning moves that help your roster and and help you win games in yeah. this league. So um, I think they have the goods to hang around. Green Bay has just made it look so easy since uh, you know that loss to to New Orleans and Jacksonville Week One. But um, it kind of reeks. I always like a home dog in the NFL. You don't find those a lot, uh, especially catching a key number like three. So I, I would, if I had to pick that game, I would lean Cincinnati. Yeah, no question. Hey, who are the Saints to you? Oof, uh, they are not on my list this week because I actually like Washington in that game. Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with the offense. Kamara just hasn't gotten loose, and I would have expected to see that by now. Yeah, um, so it's it's kind of in flux. I, I think Washington. It, it can't be worse from the defensive side, but the offense is like capable with Heineke. Like yep. the kid makes plays, man. And uh, I, I like the matchup for Washington here coming back home after a couple of road games. Um, I think they get it back together. I like, I like, I like Washington in that game. Uh, you know, I feel for Heineke because I think he's going to be playing a lot of lonely spots, uh, mm. you know, for a, a lot of years now uh, because <laughs> he's kind of carving himself a nice little role as like the next Fitzpatrick kind of guy. Yeah, and he might be real bridgy. I don't think he's going to be anybody's guy, but he can make some things happen the way you talk about it. Uh, and he can make some money too. Yeah, he can make some money doing that. <laughs> Fitzy made a lot of money doing that. Heck yeah, you know, and people respect Fitzy. So I just worry that he's not going to ever be somebody's guy. But mm -hmm. certainly to your point, um, how about Stephon Gilmore in Carolina? You like the fit? Was that surprising to you the whole week the way it went down? Yeah, I, I mean, I just saw something about Jalen Smith, too, with Dallas, how he wouldn't give up the uh, the extra year um, on his contract. And they said, you know, you're going to get cut anyway after the year. And he said, I'm not giving it up. So then, they, you know, he goes to Green Bay. I thought it's kind of the timing with, with Gilmore, knowing he still has time on the pup list, and then them looking as, as good as they did defensively Sunday night. I wonder if it's just Bill saying we're good with what we got. Let's, 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 let's go right. with what we have right. and, and move on. Um, Carolina's made a ton of moves. I think they're trying to get it right here. I think, you know, three and zero. uh, they started and last year, all three and O teams went to the playoffs. Defense didn't look great against Dallas, but not a lot of defenses have, have looked good against Dallas. Um, right. So I, I, I mean, for a win now mentality with rule there and, and what's going on with, with Sam Darnold, I mean, why not take a shot as long as, I mean, Gilmore's healthy, unless the Patriots know something that we don't, you know? Yeah. You know, it was one of those things that he hadn't been the same guy since that big year, but it, yeah. anybody would have regressed the mean. I mean, so, 
there is a question with him is like he was somebody before New England he was very good and then he became great in New England and mm-hmm. you wonder if he's going to be just very good again um but Carolina thinks they can win now I mean that's kind of yeah. the like I guess they're like no we're ahead of Schedule. Absolutely, and and I and I kind of see what they're saying here. Uh, you know, I, I said a couple weeks ago that I don't know that they're a playoff team, uh, but they think they are. Uh, and actually, I like Carolina this week. I got to pick against the Birds. They stink. They're laying three. The, the reason I because of the defensive line. Uh, yeah. You know that D, that D line like Kansas City didn't have the pass rush to really make that game ugly. Um, no. Carolina can Carolina really does. Run. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, on the other side of things is when Carolina makes a trade like that. What are you saying about the corners after the injury? You know, so and those guys came on pretty strong last week. Uh, yeah. Devontae Smith has quietly been really good. Uh, Rager's playing better. They got the the Gladwell kid. Uh, Gainwell. Gainwell. Yeah, Gladwell. Gainwell. He's fun, man. He's like a guy who's got a little bit of all the skill sets. And he's mm-hmm. going to be really valuable to them. Dallas Goddard. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Maybe the the total seems a little low, but I w- won't give that out. I'll take the Panthers. Sorry if you had them, too. Oh, I was on the other side, yeah. Oh, you are? You're on the Eagles. Yeah, you want to go now? Yeah, well, I'm just going as we as we go. Yeah. I saw it. Eagles plus three and a half. Yeah. I'll okay. go against Steve. I'll take the Saints minus one and a half. Oh, see, I have them at three. Yeah, we're on we're on a uh, win bet. Okay. I have the Panthers at three. It's three. Well, right I don't now. like three, Chris. <laughs> three and a half on my app. It's three. There's a refresh button at the top. Yeah, I also see it at three. <laughs> I was just trying to get the half, trying to get the hook. Oh, that was really sneaky. <laughs> well, no, I saw it three and a half earlier. Okay, two fear. Okay, okay. What on okay. Sunday? Okay, yesterday. I, I can hit the curveball here. I'm going Saints. Boy, you'd be on my ass if I tried some shit like that. I'm going to go Saints in Maryland against the football team, minus one and a half. Okay. I'll go with the, the crappy Steelers just because oh, if it's not this I week, like the Steelers. When, yeah. when's it going to yeah. be? Minus a point at home against yeah. Cowboy Reeds Broncos. Yep. And then I'll go with the uh, – Chiefs looking like the Chiefs again at home. It oh, doesn't I'm feel gonna any good. I'm going to be on the other side of that. I'm that gonna, that's I'm a go smart Bills. side. I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to go public with uh, Chiefs by field Here's goal. Here's what I'm saying. I've said this a couple times, and then Steve can get his picks in too, but like, I just think the Chiefs have not – what they needed to address, they haven't addressed, and what the Bills needed to address, they came close to addressing. You know, Their defensive line mm. investment has paid off. Um, you know, I, I don't think they've really been battle tested quite yet. I mean, the Steelers game was that week one, you know, whatever that was. Um, this is going to be the game that I think people realize how for real they are. I I think this is going to be the game. They're like, holy shit. If the chiefs are the barometer, I know everybody's been playing them close, but this has been a team that last year we thought they had some distance to close between them and the top of the mountain team. They're gonna okay. do it. They're gonna do it. Are so. those do do we have three yet? Are you Carolina Buffalo? I'm Carolina Buffalo. I'm working out the third. Steve, what do you got? <laughs> uh I am going Pittsburgh, Washington, and I'm gonna take the Giants plus a touchdown. Might be a week uh, late there. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I, I I just a touchdown with that. I mean, I love Dallas's offense. I think I think Dak's the MVP. I know everybody's talking about Kyler Murray, but I, I, I love what I see from Dak, but I think the Giants' offense is capable, and I kind of like the Giants' defense, I think, better than the Cowboys' defense right now. 
I, you know it. what? I think I'm going to go the Bengals, man, because because of that half point. I mean that that is that's a big half point there, and my brain always tells me don't trust the Packers, right? So I'm going to. Me too. Just, I am just, so with you on that, man, yeah, dude. It's it is it is burned <laughs> me in, for like garage, two, dude. two years of NFL regular season. Nobody's burned me more than the Packers. Yeah, I like I like the Bengals at home, uh, getting three and a half, and man, the odds on that. Plus one forty, so uh, hmm. I love it. Hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Um, okay, where's the money this week? Let's take a look at that because there's there's a couple uh, very lopsided games here. Ninety one percent money on the Titans against the Jags. I actually <laughs> makes me want to bet the Jags. Absolutely, it makes me want to. You know, they're breaking down on grind. <laughs> But don't you know that happens a lot in the NFL? So like, I, they probably weren't doing it any, you know, for any reason. But it is funny. Really? You don't think they're doing it for no any grind on three? We say grind on three all the time, dude. Okay. Spagnola was was sleeping in the office, man. He loved Maria, dude. We broke it down on grind all the time. Spags, good man. Who's your crazy? Who's your crazy uh, speech guy for the Eagles? Oh, Brian Brayman. <laughs> Sounded like he was uh, in a heavy metal band, bro. He was going off before the Super Bowl talking about like just it was you can look it up. It was it was yeah. it was graphic. Uh, it 87% of the money is on the Raiders against the Bears and that you said this earlier and That's I think it's a great point. That's the one, I think. If you're looking Weird at, number, 5 and a half. Yeah, dude. I I yeah. I could see that being a tighter ball game than you think. You know, <laughs> The Raiders were a little more Raidery last week, you know, just very mm-hmm. underwhelming game plan uh, from John Gruden. Eighty-six percent of the the money on Cowboys. Who's the best team in the AFC? The Bills. I say Cleveland. Oh man, I just think it's the Bills because I just believe so much in Josh Allen, dude. Yeah, I think it's a lot. Game. This is an interesting spot for him this week because there's plenty to take against the Chiefs. Is he, is he going to take the right things? You know, yep. that's that. And I think he struggled with that early on in that AFC championship game last year. I, I'm really interested to see him this week in this spot. All right. Stanford, Steve, appreciate the time. Uh, happy hunting this weekend, dude. And, um, and go who's love big you, Steve. one. Love you. Love, love you, buddy. Love, love you guys. Love is love. Love is love. Love it. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. We've got three football questions for you guys. Kentucky quarterback Will Levis revealed that he took his coffee with mayonnaise. Stick to sports, Will. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Are you serious? Yo, Mixing medications? He eats bananas unpeeled. The guy is just an animal and not one that I care to really associate with either. Mayonnaise and coffee, my two least favorite things in the world. I saw the TikTok. 
what was the trend butter butter and coffee yeah like um that sounds great in yeah comparison. nick Foles used to eat like uh for breakfast he'd have a uh coffee with uh one of the one of the you know one of those butter coffees that people are really into keto crossfit like that that whole crowd i don't do any carbs max crosby has a new tattoo yeah raiders tattoo is that too premature in his young career no dude this dude could uh could be there a while he really could the only thing that i worry like because max plays hard man and he plays kind of reckless you know staying healthy is hard you know uh and it that's my only worry when it comes to him not being in in vegas for a long time because he doesn't seem like a guy that he seems like a guy obviously with the tattoo that when it comes time to sign a deal he's going to maximize his potential but he also probably really wants to be a raider so it's a good situation for that franchise i think i think that's at the heart of the the matter is max crosby ruining his leverage if i'm the raiders i say you know i call your bluff you got the Howie Long looking tattoo on your arm. And he got it like a year and a half ago. Yeah, he, the, he committed. Like, that was the ballsy part. Like, get it today, not real ballsy. But, Doing that two years ago, yes. But the Raiders drafted him. So even if he goes elsewhere, I can still see, hey, this is the team that took a shot on me. Yep. They're, now I'm going to shoot my... Shoot some Not ink. a fully formed yeah, joke. Shoot, shoot but like, would you, would you regret any sort of Rams... <sighs> like, he went straight... Tat like maybe you should have just gone helmet. I swords. I would, but I would, but being on the Raiders is a lot cooler than being on the 2010 Rams. Even if you're on like the a bad Raider team, like the Raiders, like in that well in Oakland at least, it was like the coolest thing ever, and it looks like the cool factor is going to carry over to Vegas too, especially if they're good. Now a bad Vegas Raiders team, I don't know how cool that is. I digress. I had a teammate with six logos on his arm one wow. time. He had all the, the teams. You could have gone with like the old school Rams logo uh, and people uh, wouldn't have even known what it was. No, I'd probably put that Rams like horn, the standard horn on the throwbacks. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably put the throwback color horn and intersperse it into some outline of something. Yeah, make it a little more subtle. I'm, I'm more into the subtle. No, no, I know you are. Yeah. And you got, you got, good, you got good scenes going on, Most, water scenes. Mostly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more of a jungle scene, jungle scene on, on the right. left. Um, yeah. It's not really a jungle. It, There's a wolf. There are roses growing in the jungle. Wolves in the jungle. Wool. Yeah, they're in the jungle. Are they? Uh, you know, jungle adjacent. You got some skulls. <laughs> totally in the jungle. Jungle skull. adjacent. Another thing on that topic. They always say uh, a lion is the king of the jungle, right? Right. There's, lions don't really hang out in jungles. Mostly, it's like a savanna where you might find them. So who's in the jungle? Tigers. Tigers? If we're going to do a jungle thing, it's mostly tigers. Okay. I'm pretty confident in that assertion. Turtles? Turtles? Saw one last week at the Philly Zoo. They had a chicken exhibit too. The Case Breakers, a group of investigators, believe that Gary Post is the Zodiac Killer. It was breakers. I love the way Reed broke that though. It was dramatic pause. It was great. Zodiac killer. <laughs> Gary was revealed to be a Vikings fan. He passed away in 2018. Of course that he means was. he saw the last Vikings game he yep. saw was the yeah. Eagles. The NFC championship. Somebody DM'd me about this cowboy and they said, Thank you for your service. <laughs> 
You killed the Zodiac killer. Well, I mean, listen. Allegedly. If he was, if that was the Zodiac killer, here's the uncomfortable thing. I want to be like, fuck this guy. I'm really glad that the last game you saw was that ass whooping at the link. But what if he was just some nice old man? Think about that. You die. Maybe you're a great guy. You got an obituary. And then four years later on Twitter, somebody puts the wrong guy up or the FBI has the wrong. And then all of a sudden you're forever the Zodiac killer. You have people just cussing you out. You're six feet under. Yeah, if it's not him, and by the way, the FBI today came out and said, I think like 25, 30 minutes ago, is that true? They said, maybe not. They said, maybe not. My bad. Boy, their uh, letter to that family apologizes a lot like an NFL. Case breakers. NFL officials apology. Case breakers. Who are the case breakers? Yeah, they're not even like. uh, Oh, they're like ghost hunters. Yeah. They're, they're not former, even like unsolved lawman. mysteries. They're level. dog the right, bounty people. hunter adjacent. Yeah, and we're jumping yeah. out of the gym. And yeah. they've uh, tried to get the DB Cooper case resolved. Mm. I don't know. They, they might be doing some really good stuff. So I don't want to. But if they're not, they're like they're like uh, ghost hunters and shit like the that. Vikings fan base. Is that does that scream serial killer to you? To me, and I was going to ask you. <laughs> they're up there. Okay, so it makes wow, sense. Okay. That, they're so nice. Very they're nice. So nice and so unassuming. All these serial killers are like just the most meek looking motherfuckers. And I feel like the Vikings are people that you would like Not intended. Well, no, I mean in a good way. Like the Vikings are Viking fans seem like good, honest, like chill people. Good, honest, chill, meek looking motherfuckers. <laughs> they have a reputation of being very nice. In all honesty. Minnesota nice. It's a yeah, thing. It's a thing until it's not <laughs> you know what i mean until okay. it's not like every house has a first floor and then the, every, the house has a basement i don't know what's going on in basements in minnesota you've sold me but i also think we should look hard at the florida teams if we're still out there looking for um you know a zodiac killer i would look at maybe the the jaguars you know somebody pretending to be a football fan <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking because it would be pretending because when he was around earlier, there was no Jaguars. Well, if you are killed in the next few days, yeah. we will go straight to Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. In part because of that comment and in part because I think you're right. Jags fans have a bit of a serial killer vibe going on. No, it's just the whole state of Florida. Not like not college football, but like pro football in florida feels so like weird dude it's really cool i love it like the bucks are super bowl champs but before tom brady it was like a we- it's a weird kind of scene dude and the same thing with the dolphins like there's a movie about a whole scandalous situation down there in miami finkel and einhorn i mean That's right. there's a lot of clandestine shit going on down there and for a while when you met a dolphins fan you were like really <laughs> i'd meet dolphins fans shout out to jeff haas in central Virginia. And I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, you got family in Miami? Nope. <laughs> There's no follow-up. You're a serial killer. Let me pause it one more from what? the NFC North. Yeah. Like he lived 800 yards from Lambeau Field. They're making a murderer guy. You walk in, it's it's just a shrine to Lambeau. It's a Green Bay Packer fun house. Yeah, Just dude. cheese heads everywhere. Yeah. Turns out he's killed a dozen people. Make... I got a problem. I've been accidentally calling 911. Not being funny. Like, literally, you know, there's a, some mechanism on your iPhone that if you press enough buttons. Actually, yeah, it's kind of too easy to get to it. In right? In my opinion, yes. Yes, dude. Yeah. I get to it just in time, but I'm hitting, I'm, I'm trying to hit like a very small X. 
Dude, I'll I've called nine one one like two or three times this summer. This summer, or, or like. Well, I know. Like I'm saying, okay. twice in the summer, and then three times in the last four to six months. I've been, okay. And and when do you when do you notice that you're uh, on the line with the dispatcher? Well, I just hang up real quick. It usually goes. <laughs> you know like that you know, when you hang up real quick that's when they send somebody to your location so that's why i call them back because i'm a good guy so actually i've called one six times <laughs> in this in this few months when you call them back do you call the non-emergent number as you should or do you call 911 i, <laughs> I want to make sure the people that uh that got the call yeah know. and i just say they say what's your emergency i say there is none ma'am i yeah my my butt my butt is my emergency. I say I have butt dialed y'all and I just want you to know everything's okay here. And a lot of times they'll ask me for the address. Uh, oh, because you could be the killer. I could be, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, just kids running around and my kids are like, ah! Right. I'm like, they're just playing. That's a pretty slick move if you are committing crimes. Call 911. Call 911. Hang back. up. Call 911 back and say, hey, all good. My exactly. bad. Butt dial. Definitely no crimes going on. Exactly. You know who should call 911, honestly? Who? Your shitty fantasy I football team. I thought that might be the answer. Uh, so we should talk about uh, that with James Coe. We're 500 for crying out loud. We're fine. Conrad's getting the jalopy. <laughs> if Conrad has to ride around in a fucking, what do we decide? uh church fan <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna look like a jacksonville jaguars fan yes he should be calling 911 on the regular just being like no trouble here i just lost a bet yeah uh, hi i'm driving around a white van nobody's inside but me i promise don't plan on having anybody we're good james co twitter we got our shit together okay we got a, a real handle reflective of the name of the podcast. Guys, we did it. Applaud. And now go follow us at Greenlight. Twitter is at Greenlight. We also have a new YouTube channel name as well, Greenlight Tube. Hope you guys like that. James Coe is in the building talking fantasy football. Something I love to talk these days. What's mm. up, James? <laughs> these days. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good time to be a fantasy football is player. It, are, you in, are, you in, are you in first place in your league, bro? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not in second. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, 4-0, Liberty Cucks. Big win last wow. week over the uh, houses. Hey, game, hey, hold on. Let's do the handshake. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> What if a coach shook another coach's hand that way? Oh, that was sent shivers down my, my spine. He's the only unbeaten team, 96% chance to make the playoffs, and the Man. points four, he's out ahead by like 70. Yeah, we're doing a good wow. job. We're doing a good job, but we don't want to get too high. We don't get too low, so let's stay humble. Oh, 155-132 over the houses. Yeah, that was, hey, and quite, good game by you. GG. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> no, GG, bro. No, I'm not. No, I'm not taking your GG. Whoa. Why, dude? 132 points. You lit it up. I, you scared me, bro. I was. GG. I never got in four minute mode. Oh my god. Look, let me look. Let me just wow. tell you for two seconds what happened. For the second straight <clears throat> week, I had I had dudes who didn't record points. All right, talk to James Coe about that. Tell them. Logan Thomas hamstring first quarter. <laughs> oh. I think I gave yeah, out Logan gone. Thomas and two touchdowns you last did. week. I think you did. And uh, Robbie Gold, now this is my fault because I'm the father of a daughter, hanging out with her, 
I didn't know that he was having issues pregame and Wisnowski went out there to to miss a bunch of kicks. So Robbie Gold and Logan Thomas combined for for zero for me. Damn, dude. If it's uh, like a Gasicki and uh, Zerline, maybe maybe you're not singing the same tune. Yeah, today. if if was a fifth. Hey, uh, <laughs> my MVP. You wanted me to pick my MVP. Yeah, Justin Herbert. He's the leader. He's not oh, going to yeah. score the most points, but he's the leader of my clubhouse. And he's also, I'm getting a jersey, dude. Nice. Get a fucking jersey. Which color? I, I think I'm going to get the 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 white one. Yeah, the white yeah, one. That yeah, look yeah. good. It I look, think you. I think you need to grow your hair out like Justin Herbert, man. And then cut it and get a military cut. Didn't he get a military cut? Yes. Or was it? Yeah, he, he did. Got a military cut. He did. I can't pull it off. His hairline is so low, bro. Mm-hmm. His hairline is like perfect, <laughs> bro. It's almost too. It's too low. This guy's great. All right. So roster: Deontay Johnson, Mike Williams, or Brandon Cooks this week. James Coe. Well, I think all three are great options, but you know what? Uh, I don't know how you get away from Mike Williams, you know, of that group, because DJ's playing, Deontay Johnson playing with like Noodle Arm Big Ben, um, Brandon Cooks playing with, you know, some guy who's going to be a backup quarterback uh, for the next 10 years. Um, and, and Mike Williams, as you mentioned, man, Justin Herbert just been slinging the rock and I get it that he flopped last week, one catch, 11 yards, but I mean, look at his three previous weeks, 22, 22, 33. I mean, he's the wide receiver five on the season, bro. Like, nah, give me Mike Williams. How about, what about a couple of tight ends? Yeah. Tight ends. Because George Kittle, people keep waiting. Would you go Kittle or Mark Andrews this week? Oh, Mark Andrews. Um, I would go Mark Andrews this week and for the rest of the season, too. The quarterback situation there in San Francisco worries me. I, you know, like, I, I get that Trey Lance put up a lot of fantasy points, but, man, did you guys watch the game? He did not. He looked very uncomfortable in there. And, and by the way, that's to be expected. The dude played one collegiate game yes. last year, yep. right? Like, he's got a lot of, like, I don't want to say Mitch Trubisky vibes, but he's kind of got that Mitch Trubisky resume. You know, a one-year starter. We don't know what the hell we're going to get uh, with Trey Lance. So I think that's very different. And I like the. By the way, we were talking uh, foosball uh, with with uh, Steve earlier. I like the Cardinals. They're you know given five and a half, I think, and they've always played the 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 Niners really tough. No hangover. Them. No hangover. I right. don't think so. I think that's the group think thing. I think I'm going to fade the group think and say they're, yeah, like That's smart double fade. It's a different level. Yeah. I don't, Chris, wait, hold up, hold up, hold yeah. up. Like, I, I actually like San Francisco yeah. and the points. Yeah. Um, but like actually the group think is actually on Arizona. I you think, think like so? something like That's a lot of points. Yeah, because I like, feel like everybody loves the Niners. 70, I think 70% of the bets right now are on, on, are on Arizona to cover. That's why you never double um, group think. Yeah, see, there's a second level of the group. Thing. Yeah, but you know what? My group think would be, hey, like trust the trust the the more physical team. Well, the Cardinals aren't the aren't aren't they're physical now. Like they're like the, who you thought the Cardinals were before are not who they are now. Like they're they're right. like winning up front, playing man. Um, they they're they're explosive in pass rush. Like the whole nine yards. I really like the Cardinals. I'm you know I'm, I'll give them out as my just missed the cut team. How about trade candidates? Top right buy low. Buy low. Buy low. Um, you know, I guess while we're here, while I'll talk about Trey Sermon. I think he's got a great matchup uh, this week against Arizona. They've given up, uh, what, five point, let me look this up, 5.5 yards per carry uh, to running backs on outside carries. Um, and, and what does San Francisco like to do over there, Chris? 
run the football outside off tackle. They sure do. <laughs> yeah. uh, they've actually had the third uh, most attempts uh, in terms of running back carries to the outside in the NFL. Uh, it's a great matchup for Trey Sermon, who last week uh, did not crack double digits at PPR. Um, and you talk about a by law. I just kind of feel like his breakout is coming. Uh, Trey Sermon, I think, is getting acclimated to NFL speed. He's obviously coming off that concussion as well. Um, and I think that breakout maybe starts this week against Arizona, which is another uh, another reason why um, I think San Francisco, San Francisco covers, because I, I think they're just going to be able to run the ball um, at will. So that's going to be very interesting to see. Well, tell me or tell that to my own four fantasy team uh, that drafted Trey Sermon. I just have, I felt like uh, when Mostert <laughs> got hurt, I was like, this is my time to look Smart. I've right. been there with a bunch of YouTubers. Uh, Reed, oh, what's man. the name of the Stay Hot League? Eli Mitchell, Stay limited participant podcast. yesterday. Hey, listen, That's Eli Mitchell's going to get his opportunities too. I just think, like I said, a, a 1A, 1B. To me, it doesn't even really matter. Like, two running backs can be extremely productive in that Shanahan system. So I, I, I'm, I'm down for both. If you want another buy low, by the way, Kyle Pitts all the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like at this point, people are quietly ready to write him off as like, because there was oh, so much yeah. hype. There was so much hype. That's right. the thing about it. It's unfair. Right. It's unfair to that kid. Like, he came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? He's a freak, but it's Atlanta right now, dude. Yeah, I mean, and Matt Ryan looks like all of a sudden there's a little, you know, juice off the arm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Kyle Pitts is the tight end 19 yeah. on the season. And the dude's like top seven in targets and top five in air yards among tight ends. Like, it's extremely rare for somebody to see that much volume and not finish as a top 10 tight end. I, I think Kyle Pitts is a breakout game is coming. Um, and, and I would want to buy low in, on that 100%. Same team. Is Cordero Patterson a, a must start? What are we doing? Is this going to keep going? Is he the best player in the NFL? <laughs> I tell you I what, he's a little bit of a Cordero league winner. Patterson, bro. I've, he's the one that got away. He's the one that got away. Dude. <laughs> Remember that week one? Remember I was all fucking, yeah, you know, I was all sad. And Cub was like, it's going to be all right, bro. And then they just, he's he's essentially Walter Payton. Yes. he's. It's amazing. Like, what is going on there he's with like Cordero Patterson? Walter Payton. Golly. Yeah, I want I I wonder too though how much of that has coincided with uh, Russell Gage being out. Like they're being able to utilize Cordero Patterson in the slot a little bit, a little bit more out of the backfield, short area of the field. So um I'm just curious. Uh, I'm not saying Russell Gage is any kind of special player because he's not. Um but just utilization, you know right, what I mean? Like right. Cordero right now is going bonkers in PPR because he just keeps getting targets all over the place. So um that would be something I'm looking forward to. Okay, last week, two-headed monsters mm -hmm. draft. Exactly. The quarterbacks. You went Tannehill. Yeah. And Julio Jones was still questionable. <laughs> we figured that out right before we taped. <laughs> Both receivers were not out at that point. <laughs> and and Josh uh, Allen, who Josh got to Allen, sit for, for a little bit of that time. Sucked. And I didn't think, you know, I, I didn't think it, I thought they were going to cover, but not uh, double. You finished third. James was second with Mahomes, who yep. went off, and Brady, right. who did not. Yeah. And then uh, I just had two solid guys and Kyler and Herbert to uh, bring home the bacon. This week we'll do running backs. Yeah, that's right. PPR. Mm -hmm. We're each picking two. Names out of a hat. Once again, this will be the first overall pick. And it goes to, you don't like the way I write, and it goes to. <laughs> James, go. James Coe, <laughs> second overall pick in the draft. Really folded these pieces of paper a lot, making. Okay, you'll uh, and I'll bring be third. Up the That's rear. good. That's good. Uh, I'll, I'll scout y'all. 
All right, James, you're on the clock. Whenever you're ready, fire away. I mean, easiest call in football, fantasy football anyways. Derrick Henry Fucking against Jacksonville. Right. He's going to go absolutely bonkers, you're man. Right. Yeah. Okay. Second overall pick. I'll go uh I'll go Alvin Kamara in wow. Maryland with uh Alvin Kamaraland. With uh with Jameis checking down left and right. Okay. You're on the clock. Damn, dude. I'll go Aaron Jones. I like it. It's good the pick. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it's good pick. Yeah, yeah it's good pick. Um, You're on the clock oh, of four. Snake, snake, fuck, dude. Give me Sorry, I'm taking a second make, and I know this, this no, bothers No, no, take your time, because this is important. Oh, you're right. It's Just how questionable is uh, <laughs> Dalvin Cook? Uh, uh, well, he didn't practice yesterday. Practice reports haven't come out quite yet on Thursday, so I'm not sure. Uh, he's questionable every week. It's hard being Dalvin Cook. I'm going to go Dalvin Cook against the Lions. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Um, gosh, Eckler was so good. Probably not going to see the the end zone twice again. I'll go uh, another guy who's probably not going to replicate his performance. I'll go Zeke. Don't like it, but that's where I'll go. Kamara and Zeke. Co has the sixth overall pick. Uh, I like Eckler a lot too, but you know, I'll just I'll just play the matchups, man. I think um, give me uh, this is going completely off menu here, but uh, give me Kareem Hunt against the Chargers, who cannot stop the run at all. Love that. Love that. Way down the board. Do you bench? Yeah. Uh, do you bench Najee Harris? No, Denver's Denver's amazing uh, defensively, both against the run and the pass. Um, but no, he, he's seeing too much volume and um, and a lot of work out of the passing game too. So I don't really see how he could do it. I mean, he's he's seen double digit carries each and every week, and um, and we also know about the upside <laughs> in terms of uh, what was that game? Was it against Cincinnati where he had 19 damn targets? You're yeah, like, come on, bro, I this mean, is absurd. And if they're going for it on fourth down, he's getting the ball in the flat, fourth and yeah. eight. You know, fourth and ten, th third and fifteen. It's a swing pass. So, yeah, invest in that guy. Um, make anything else for James Coe? Uh, just if you could get my guys healthy, be a delight. <laughs> I know, man. I'm it's been it's been a struggle. Him. I'm not rooting against <laughs> AJ Brown. That'd be great. Get some AJ Brown. AJ Brown. How about Julio Jones getting healthy? Uh, by the way, Calvin Ridley, a, a random uh, scratch in this game, uh, not traveling to London because of personal reasons. So that that's going to hurt some people. That's going to bang some fancy teams, 100%. Mm. Oh, yeah. Cordero. He was great for the Cord Cucks last year. It's going to be all Cordero all the time. James Coe, thank you for your time, brother. Uh, hey. Good luck to you this weekend. All right, peace, guys. Great See talking you to you. So we'll be back uh, Monday morning, bright and early. Uh, you'll be able to hear our football analysis from Sunday night. We kind of mixed up the mentions and kind of put them throughout the show. I liked that the other day. I enjoyed it a great deal. Nice flow to that show. Oh, yeah. It felt good. And the live streams are awesome, huh? Yeah. Who cares if you get home at 3 a.m. if the 200 people this can watch you watch like fourth quarter? This is like vintage you, dude. You pressured everybody in this studio like hard that you were ready to do a live stream, let's do it. Honestly, yeah, I think we were so constipated, and the live stream was the was the the Metamucil Apple Crisp wafer that we needed. So do you get, get credit get for that, but not the blame for getting home late? Exactly. Okay, got it. Uh, 
We'll be live streaming fourth quarter of the Sunday night game. It's going to be awesome. With the pod already recorded, previous parts. It'll be great. Yeah, Best of both worlds. You going to watch football Sunday with me? Yeah, dog. Okay. Um, hey, so uh, I had a dear friend pass away um, a week ago. His name is Greg Ledford. Uh, you know, I don't want to do some heavy thing. Uh, I know that Greg probably wouldn't want some heavy thing. He's down-to-earth guy, um, and he was somebody who was very gracious to me, my family, and he was also a good friend of the foundation. Uh, he was a good friend of Waterboys, um, and I just wanted to take a second to um, shout out Greg Ledford and uh, and just express how bummed out I was, but also how uh, happy I was that I got to know Greg uh, because he was a down-to-earth, cool dude, uh, gave up his home for us to to spread the word about water boys in uh in outside dc like you know stuff like that just opened the house up said you can have as many people as you want in i love the cause it's important to me and he never wanted credit and um he was just a good dude so shout out to greg ledford cool kind generous guy big uva fan huge uva fan dude he'll be missed he sure will we'll be back monday morning I'm